welcome back to the Startup SBA podcast. We have a brand new episode and our incredible guest here today is Diala Daoud, co-founder of Launch DXB. She's a startup enthusiast and has worked with numerous startups uh, as part of her work at the Center for Research and Innovation at the American University of Beirut. Hi, Diala. Hello, hi. <laughs> um, so tell me something about you, something interesting, something about your background. What did you study? You know, things like that. Um, I'm a fellow Ayubite. I'm actually a graduate from the American University of Beirut. I have a BA in public administration and a minor in political science. Then I graduated and they went back to university after a couple of years in order to pursue a master's in media studies. So my background has nothing to do with entrepreneurship and startups. However, after go- going back to UB to, have, uh, to pursue my master's, I got introduced to the Center for Research and Innovation which is a pre-incubator for startups in the university. Um, I fell in love with their mission and what they were doing, and I applied for a job there. And from there, I got a window into the startup ecosystem and into the whole entrepreneurial world, and I ventured forward with a career path in the startup world there. Um, I worked in AUB for around four years. Then I moved to work with a global accelerator called the Halt Prize. And along that time, I also took a project with Jazz Lebanon, which is a local NGO. And they had the project with UNICEF around social entrepreneurship. So I also worked with them for a period of nine months. And that was my background in entrepreneurship and how I got to the ecosystem all in all. Wow. So you seem like the right person for Launch DXB and what it does because of the immense experience that you have. And who even has experience like this working on other people's startups and helping them come up? So. I, you've established credibility here. There's no question. So uh, now tell me, like, when did you move to Dubai? Why launch DXB? Why Dubai? You know, why not Beirut? Like, what, what was um, the thought process behind this? So mainly I moved here to Dubai in August 2019. I'm just a newbie here. I was working on launch DXB from Lebanon before I moved here. Um, I actually, the reason behind moving to Dubai all in all was because I got married and my husband is based here. So it wasn't planned much to, to launch a startup in Dubai all in all. However, chances brought me together to my co-founders and we've started to venturing forward with launch DXB concept. And that's why it was brought to life in order to be a platform that supports other people who just wanted to start up in Dubai and they didn't know or didn't find the right resources for their, for their ventures. So we started up the whole platform in a way to support them from A to Z and to help them take the steps forward in that venture so the job that you were working at and your business is pretty similar right so why did you think that you had to leave the job and do this on your own and not as part of the organization that you were working for Exactly, because I wanted to move here, although I was working with the Global Accelerator and they had the chance to actually move here and continue working with them. However, I had to make this decision of whether I wanted to start in something on my own as a community for startups or if I wanted to still support this Global Accelerator. For me, thinking about it on a personal level, the effort was going to be the, exactly the same, if not more, because knowing myself, I'm a person who gives her heart out to whatever she does. So staying up late, replying back to emails on weekends, not taking any vacations was still the formula in mind for both careers but I thought to myself like why not do this for myself and put my heart out for something that I really can call my baby instead of doing it for someone else and for a 
in platform that already exists. And also studying the market here, I realized that there was an opportunity in what we're doing and introducing a uh, link or a chain or a link actually to the available chain here where we connect people at the ideation stage to all the accelerators and the, the incubators available in the community. So I didn't want it to do something that adds up to what, to, what, to what was already existing. We wanted to come up with a solution that was missing in the ecosystem and support all the prize entrepreneurs, if I can call them. Yeah. And so you mentioned the terms incubator, accelerator, and maybe people that are already part of the ecosystem know these terms, but there's a lot of people like students, maybe people that are already in jobs that have not actually come across these terms. Mm -hmm. So just because you have so much experience with them, can you define these terms? How are they different from each other? And tell me if Launch DXB is an incubator or an accelerator? I don't know, tell me. <laughs> exactly, like for people who are already in the startup ecosystem, you get used to this, using these words, but for other people, they're pure jargons that they don't really understand what the meaning behind them. So to tell you more, like it's an accelerator and incubator, they usually both have a similar end result. They both tend to support startups and to give them like the needed resources they need from mentorship to learning resources, growth resources, and access to the community all in all. However, the time period that the two players take is what differentiates them. Okay. Meaning that if you go to an incubator, mm -hmm. you can actually stay there for some time, which might be a year or two, depending on the rules and regulations of the incubator itself. And they can offer you all the available resources they have or services for you as a startup to grow. However, if you go to an accelerator, you get to do the same exact things in an incubator, however, in a really condensed time frame. So you would have, for example, only a few months to do the job that you would have been doing it for years, let's say, in an incubator. Mm -hmm. So it's just the time frame that makes it shrinks things for you and makes it more condensed and more advanced somehow, so to speak, in an accelerator than an incubator. Um, in terms of launch DXB, we're actually, no, we define ourselves as a pre-accelerators and pre-incubators. So we are at the stage that uh, prepares young entrepreneurs to move forward with their business ideas and be able to apply to these players to support them in their journeys. That's very interesting. And so uh, basically like you, you are offering so, like a safe place for people to come, you know, test the waters, prepare themselves before actually entering the, the scary part, which is the incubators or the accelerators or, you know, a pitch competition. Mm -hmm. So that's your unique selling point. And are your services like paid for or you know is it free what is it like um can anyone come in exactly so we wanted to provide all these like emerging entrepreneurs a safe environment as you said for them to just try to test the waters get a window to come to the community and to understand what it really takes to become an entrepreneur unfortunately there is lots of misconception around startups starting up and entrepreneurship in general so we wanted to get people some reality checks so to speak before they actually venture forward with their ideas for them to know how much how what it really takes to actually set up a business setup and move forward with it and how much time effort and resources you will need to do it all in all so this is what we do and our platform stands for free actually for all startups entrepreneurs so any entrepreneur can join any of our events they're all free of charge except we're going to be hosting a couple of really advanced workshops that require some expenses from our side so these might be charged events however the majority if not all of our events so far are all free of charge and in terms of joining the online community anybody can join it as well they can sign up with their own 
own business profile, uh, build their profile for their own startup all in all, and we help them disseminate the word around what they're doing. They also get to connect with different mentors, with different uh, key players from the ecosystem, get to know about many available competitions, um, and get a window into the service providers available. And this is all also free of charge, again, because we are a community for startups supporting them in whatever they need at the start. So how refined should my idea be before I walk into Launch DXP? Actually, we help you refine that business idea all not. So we have many of our community members, they just joined us with saying, telling us that they wanted to start with a business idea or with a business setup that does one, two, three. So we sit with them at first, we try to, to challenge them a little bit in order to think about different things and to take a different perspective to what they had in mind. We sit together, we try to validate the idea, we take them over a couple of resources, including the uh, Lean Business Canvas and including some other resources that any entrepreneur should actually have some hands on and then we try to uh, better elaborate on that idea build up on it and help them move forward with it even our events for example we have we host a couple many uh, ideation workshops which is meant to help people come to us with just an idea literally nothing more nothing less and to help them move forward with it and then throughout our journey so no worries about how refined the idea is just have an idea and shoot it our way yeah and this sounds like a golden opportunity for so many students because Usually we're the ones that are like with no experience, uh, no nine to five jobs, but still with the drive to work. But again, we need some a safe environment, someone that can teach us, someone from the real world. So um, all of these services that you're providing and um, for students and for anyone, uh, I want to know how you afford this, actually, like because you say that your services are for free. Um, so, so do these experts that do these workshops, are they paid for? Are this, is this all based on voluntary work? What is this? Like, how are you supporting your business? Exactly. Like, as you said, for start, for students, like, you have the option nowadays to actually launch your own startups while you're inside university. You have many available resources from university itself, from different ecosystem players, and from organizations just like Launch the XB who can support you in your journey. So for me, like today, you don't have somehow an obstacle or an excuse not to starting your business in case you have a business idea in mind. You at least you have the opportunity or that you should also find the time to test it and to check if it's really worth pursuing. A kid and definitely taking into consideration how profitable, how sustainable, and how how like feasible it is to actually bring it to life. So uh, for all students hearing us or listening to us, I would definitely advise you to starting up and to use these resources you have around. Um, in terms of Launch DXB, our events are actually all being delivered by our own volunteers, like amazing speakers and amazing entrepreneurs in the ecosystem. They just want to give back. So eventually they help us in hosting the events and no, they don't uh, pay us or we don't charge them for anything that we offer. And it's all based on monetary, on a voluntary basis. Um, our business model is based on other services that we offer to other players in the ecosystem, but it's not like based on charging startups for any of our services. Okay, that's very interesting. You started Launch DXP with your co-founders. So, what was like where did you get the initial like money from or capital? Or did you go and pitch somewhere? Did you go to an accelerator? I want to know about those things. 
Okay, so from our journey, we actually pitched in our own money. It's in the startup world, it's called bootstrapping. So eventually you would be putting some money or a small investment from your own money, your pocket money, in order to, to fund your own startup. Um, again, there is a misconception from many people that if you want to start a business, you actually should seek some free money somehow, meaning you should go to competitions or you should actually go to investors in order to help you cover all your expenses. However, if you're building an empire, aren't you like willing or... Like even excited to pitch a little bit of your own side side pocket money in order to build this empire. So again, going back to the misconceptions, I don't believe that anybody should stop because of financials. Try to save some money on the side and move forward with your business and test your your business. And even for example, many business ideas they really don't need money at the at first. And for example, we were talking about um, like the licenses and when should someone get a license. You should start thinking about licenses once you actually start generating money or exchanging money on your startup. So until then, you have the room or the luxury to just test the waters and test your business model and not think about any financial commitments. So you have a window of a couple of months in order to think about that. Give yourself this window. Once you get to it, you can find many other resources available around. Again, you have, for example, competitions you can apply to. You have different accelerators, incubators. You have many discounted services around in the ecosystem. So you have many things that can actually support you in what you're doing and help you in what you're doing all in all. Okay, that's very insightful. I didn't know a lot of these things that you're telling me, so it's really great to hear from you. Now I'm coming to the the question that I'm going to ask is um, because I need uh, your knowledge. So I'm going to ask you, you've seen so many pitches. Tell me, how does someone, what's the winning pitch? What are the components of a winning pitch? Because you've seen so many. Mm-hmm. So what are some mistakes that people make? What are some amazing things that people do that like pushes them or pushes their chances higher to win? So tell me about that. Different components actually get to play to to having the perfect pitch somehow. There is no specific formula or set formula for a perfect pitch. It depends and differs from one startup to another. But I would definitely highlight the fact that any business pitch or any pitch should actually focus the most on the problem they're trying to solve. So in case I don't, as an investor or even as a judge in a competition, let's say, I don't connect with you on the same level and think that the problem you're trying to solve is actually a real problem for me, you lost me. So you need to try to find a common problem that the m- many people, I'm not going to say the majority, but many people find it as a common ground for them also and see it as a real problem that they would love to find a solution for. So focusing on the problem is a, is a priority in any pitch you want to work on. Second, you need to focus a lot also on the solution you're offering. So you need to think about the technology you're going to be using, about the, uh, the approach you're going to be using, your business model, your financials, everything. You, think, you need to think about how are you going to be solving this problem in specific, and this requires lots of research. So in order to be able to find the perfect match, so to speak, or the good uh, market product fit, you should actually ask people around. So let's say, for example, I have an idea to come up with um, flavored water, let's say. I really don't like the taste of pure water. And this is mm-hmm. a true story because a couple of my friends, they actually face this problem. So let's say and I want to start a business that actually has flavored water. And they do believe that many people need this product. However, I need to base this idea or this concept on f- factual and facts and the numbers. So I need to go around and ask people and to check how many people are there who really hate their pure taste of water. Yeah. How many people are actually looking for substitutes for that and how many people can really love trying such products. 
I go and try to find these people either from surveys, from asking people around, from connections, asking my friends to connect me to their friends, expanding my circle, from messages on social media, uh, posts on LinkedIn, anywhere. I just try to use multiple resources to get this information. I get an estimate of how many people in my own community actually need this flavored water, let's say. And then I start to go to reach out to these people in specific and ask them, since you have this problem and you hate the pure taste of water, in case I got you a new product with flavored water that has, for example, five different flavors, would you be interested in buying it? I start to sit with them and to somehow to, uh, to understand what is their perfect match. Let's say, would you like it to be a cup, literally? Would you like it to be in a glass? Would you like to have it in a plastic bottle? Although we should go eco-friendly and not use plastic. <laughs> but what different? What what is the format or what, yeah. what is your perfect water, let's say? Mm-hmm. And I start to build on that and to expand my own solution on it in order to find the, the right product market fit. So that's in terms of the solution. And in, in addition to the solution and the pitch deck and what makes, I guess, teams win, is the team itself. I cannot highlight, I cannot possibly highlight how important that is to have to, the right team on board. So showing that you have the right expertise to bring this product to life, showing that you have a cohesive, uh, a cohesive team, which really reflects in the simplistic ways. For example, let's say you were all on stage and two people were supposed to pitch. In case one keeps on jumping in, interrupting the second, this will show some weak team dynamics which is not going to be uh, perceived properly by the judges or by the investors. Yes. So giving e- giving equal uh, respect and equal chances or space for everybody and showing the cohesion you have in a team all in all is going to also help you win the hearts and the minds of the people in front of you. So I would highlight mostly as, as a recap and pitch to, ha- to focus on your own problem solution and then finding or having the right expertise on board that's going to help you bring this idea to life. And the more I talk to you, I realize that these things um, are, 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 do sound complicated at first, but then when you think about it, they're so simple, like coming up, uh, testing my solution, whether people will like it or not. Us being in university, we have you know, hundreds of students that you can just have a conversation with, ask, and get your validation. And that's it. You, it doesn't actually cost anything if you think about it. Exactly. And your team, like you said, the team dynamic, you can actually find so many like-minded people in university, your friends, people that are passionate, people that are in the same like sustainability clubs or if you have similar interests. So it's not really that hard. And we see so much hesitation among people to just start. And it's so simple to start. And like you said, you don't need the finances in the beginning. You don't need the licenses in the beginning. You could come to launch DXB for that. But at the initial stage, like when you just want to come up with your idea and test it, you know, it's not that hard. But people find it so difficult to start, even myself. So thinking that, okay, yes, I have a place I can go and talk to people, to experts, ask them whatever I want, feels safe. And, and because... Uh, this is the value that you're giving and I can resonate with it and I'm sure a lot of people can and did you know that like Dubai was the place or uh, or like this this service was actually lacking here did you find that out 
did you do your own research <laughs> <laughs> we did actually we did like we we allocated lots of time for research in order to best understand the market and what it really lacks and yes like dubai is actually one of the best markets uh, or ecosystems to have such a service in because there is somehow a lack or a gap in terms of or the stage from ideation to pre-incubation and pre-acceleration we have amazing accelerators and incubators in the country however like the support before that for students let's say or for people who don't have the right background or skill sets is really lacking here so for example like we sit with many entrepreneurs who have amazing technical background but zero business background who really can't put together a business model for example so these people they need support from organizations like launch dxb for them to be able to build their whole pitch deck and their whole like um Uh, business model so to speak in order for them to be able to move forward with it and apply to the amazing players we have in the ecosystem to move forward with their ideas yeah and it just shows that you have so much potential i recently um had uh, a poll or a question um, a questionnaire sort of thing on my instagram story on startup sba and we said what's stopping you to start up finances fear of failure lack of experience or you don't have a good idea yet mm-hmm. and We had a lot of responses and first one was we don't have a good idea yet. Second, um, lack of experience. So you worked a lot of jobs in the beginning before actually starting out your own venture. Do you recommend that or do you, uh, you know, recommend people to just take the leap of faith and just do uh, their own startup? What do you recommend? So honestly, like reflecting on my own journey, I didn't have access to the resources you have nowadays. I'm not that old, so I graduated <laughs> from my BA in 2015. But like still, I didn't actually 2013. So eventually back then, we didn't have the active incubator in AUB, for example, so to speak. We didn't have the different ongoing entrepreneurship competition in the university. I didn't have access to all the players from the accelerators and incubators in, in Lebanon. So that's why I didn't have starting up as an option for me so to speak because i didn't have the available resources for it mm-hmm. but the moment i started to work in entrepreneurship and to getting exposed to startups to entrepreneurs and to start to get inspired from them i couldn't stop myself from thinking of starting up myself so once you get exposed to these resources you feel that there is something that you really want to do and sometimes like you you can't force it yourself it really has to come naturally to you that this is really the thing that I have to pursue in my life and to put my eyes on and work towards. So for the for, for the students nowadays, as I said, as we started, you don't have an excuse not to start up because you have all the available resources. Yeah. And it would be ideal to start while you're in university because you're still as open and as... Uh, as outgoing as you could be so eventually you're fearless somehow uh, you're you really want just you really like just driven by adventure and by um by the love to growing up to growing and to moving forward so i would definitely advise any person in university to start up at this level and even if you fail guess what it's not the end of the world yeah so you can fail and okay it's um, it's gonna be amazing to adapt to your cv Because even if you failed at university level and even if you failed later on adding something to your own CV and saying that you started something up, you wanted to become an entrepreneur yourself, you wanted to have your own business venture or business setup signals many amazing traits about you. So even if you failed, it's an addition to your CV at the end of the day and you're going to have a way back to the corporate world in case things go really bad with you and you cannot stand being, being, have being your own boss, so to speak, later on. Hmm. That's great advice. And... Um 
let's talk about okay just tell me what's your opinion on people saying that your idea has to be original 100% original never been done before never heard of it and that's the one that's going to make that's the one that's going to change the world what's your take on that um it is a little bit like challenging to have a unique idea these days and and personally I don't believe that there is a unique idea in this world looking around and if you do a single research on Google for example you can find tens of different people who try to do something similar to you somewhere at a, across the globe so with our access to information to technology and to the new resources available globally I don't think that there is a single idea that has never been done before even for example Uber its concept was done before we used to have service we call it in Lebanon since age and since I was a kid and we used to always use it somehow but it wasn't it didn't have this technological edge of having a uh, mobile application, application for it yeah. so the whole concept behind Uber wasn't as unique as it as people perceive it mm-hmm. but the way they brought it to the world the way they they framed it and they uh, brought the whole platform around was actually a new um, a new thing or a unique thing yeah. for the users around the world so that's why they actually succeeded the, the way they did but if you think you really want need to have that brilliant business idea that nobody ever done before the done before you're adding more obstacles to yourself yeah trust me if that's you have so frustrating to put that kind of pressure on yourself it's yeah. so frustrating in the first place so plus if you don't have any competitors or any people to get inspired from your creativity is gonna like you're gonna drain your creativity down the line so it's not gonna be easy to keep on challenging yourself and moving forward your, with your business idea as much as if you had some competitors or some people doing something similar to what you have in mind or what you're working on. Yeah, I really agree with that, seriously. Because even to start thinking of something, you say, oh no, that's done before, that's done before. What, what am I going to do differently? But it's the execution of the idea that has your personal touch that will make you different from others. So I really agree with that, uh, with that advice. So how are you planning to reach out to this huge untapped market here of students or anyone else that is your demographic? What is actually your demographic? Our demographic actually, we don't have a demographic definition for our own platform because trust it or not, people as old as our parents are actually attending our events and they want to start wow. something up. Yes, <laughs> this is something was really amazing for us to see because like again, if you look around you, entrepreneurship really doesn't have an age. It doesn't. it doesn't have an age and usually it's it was proven that people in their uh, advanced age groups they actually succeed more in their own journeys than people who are just fresh and starting up yeah so that's great um and maybe you know doing uh, actively making university students aware because honestly i can't believe i didn't come across launch dxp before because you know I mean, I should know about this because I'm interested in this field. So I guess through this podcast and through the panel that we had, I hope that people find what they're looking for at Launch DXP. And I think that in the end, like now that we're concluding the podcast, just um, is there anything you want to add, any advice you want to give other than what we've already talked about? That'd be really great to hear. As we said, like many people around us, I know it from myself, from my cousins, my relatives and everybody around me, everybody has a business idea that has been hunting down them down for days or months or years. So my advice to any person who has a business idea is just to give it some time, try to test it out. 
you might find in a week or a month that it's really worth pursuing and build a whole future on it or you might find with slight research that it's really not worth your time effort or money to actually go after it so give yourself the chance to just try to tackle or to test this idea if it's really worth pursuing and guess what in case it's not you're going to be releasing yourself from all the burden you had of fetching this idea yeah and the frustration exactly (laughs) so reach out to your professors reach out to you launch the xb reach out to different ecosystem players and everybody trust me is willing to sit with you to talk with you and to help you validate this business idea i tell it from myself i'm really willing to sit with any person who has a business idea and to help them really think about it out loud so just shoot us an email (laughs) you're truly the the guardian angel (laughs) for startups So that's a really great note for us to end on. Thank you for taking Thank you for the time having out. me. Yeah, it's really incredible to talk to you and to know about um, your passion to help others and to help upcoming uh, startups and entrepreneurs. And uh, follow us on startup SBA underscore and follow LaunchTXB on Instagram. And um, she's doing a great job. She also has a, she's partnered with Level Up TXP too. And so all of us uh, have the same goal, which is to, um, you know, promote the spirit of entrepreneurship. And uh, thank you again for <laughs> thank being Thank you for here. having me, Jim. <laughs>